Welcome to Marsha's Plate, a black trans inclusive feminist podcast. A place where we know that not everybody is invited to the cookout. And we also know that every single day is a brand new day and we have the power to make a difference today. So let's do this. Brand new day, make it better than yesterday You can always find a way to turn it all around again It's a new day, brand new day, make it better than yesterday You can always find a way to start over again When the sun rises, you can to start over again You can hashtag Marsha's Plate. You can follow us on most social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Just search for Marsha's Plate, M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. Y'all ready? Let's get started. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey, peace, 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 peace. Oh, God, this is has been an amazing week for me. How has your week been? It's been pretty chill, pretty chill. Nothing particularly special, which is great, you know, steady, which is nice. So, yeah, it was chill. <laughs> How about your week? My week has been great. So, you know, I'm all about that continuing education life. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So I, I started an audio engineering class this mm-hmm. week here um, at this studio here in Houston, one of the bigger, like more professional that work with, you know, big name people studios out here okay. in Houston. And I started the class and yesterday was my first class and it okay. was so amazing. It was so, 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 so hey. good. I learned so much. You know how you pay for something? You take a risk and pay for something. And it's not that uh, I work in audio, so I wanted to get better. <laughs> and so and so um so sometimes you'll pay for something you like and then once you're in it you like, "Oh, this was a scam." <laughs> or maybe not a scam or right. just, "Oh, I'm not right. going to learn anything from this cuz this is so either 101 or Oh, I already know this stuff. Like this was a waste of money because this part I already knew. I I needed to learn this. So it's always some kind of gimmick where I'm like, oh shit, I don't. They got me. (laughs) But this, (laughs) this was the total opposite. This was, oh, he knows his shit. Oh yes, this is what I wanted to learn. This is what I wanted to talk about. This is what I wanted to do. So this was one of those experiences. Um. But also, you know, as a trans person, when you're going into cis-centered spaces, it can be nerve-wracking. It can be, um, you know, I'm an adult. And so being in a school setting, I haven't been in a school setting in a minute. I learned a lot. Like, I 
you know, on my own, learn and read and da da da. But in a in where I'm engaging in a classroom like setting, I haven't been in one of those in a long time, and so there is an apprehension that comes because you're trans and who is gonna clock you? Who is gonna um, be weird? Be weird about anything? Like, yeah, you know how you know is the instructor gonna be fucking weird? that just comes with being trans to me it may not come with somebody else but to me how people are going to respond to your transness is always a concern <laughs> yes is that yeah true no, to you? that's real i mean actually um this week actually for my job i had to do something that involved identity document type stuff and i go to the place to like do what i gotta do and they're like Oh, so you had a different name. And I was like, yeah, that's why it's on the paper. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> then they go, they, they they leave and they come back and they go, oh, so you transition? And now mind you, like, you know, other like why? Why are we then put right. that on the paper? Like, what, 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 that, what, the, what the hell? So yeah. it's another yeah. name. It doesn't matter what is right. going on. This right. is late. Right. Literally this week, to your point, this week this past week because i was just like why did this just have to become a thing and now you know i'm grateful that i'm somebody that you know you know involved in advocacy whatever i got you know tough skin i guess about whatever you know you know whatever self-advocating is a real sharp so in practice can, i can advocate for myself right which is like not everybody right so it's you know or whatever like you could have fucked somebody up you could have fucked somebody's day up you could have fucked somebody's life up you could have fucked some shit up and what always That's annoys me is when they go to the back like <laughs> like they're being discreet <laughs> I can hear you too, right? And like I could hear them. Like it was like a tight space too. It was like, you know, they behind the glass or whatever thing. Other people are in the lobby too. You know what I mean? It's a small lobby. So I'm just like, you just why? Yeah. If you could just put that on the paper, if you want to know why my name is different, then add a box that says married <laughs> or something. Mother, Blank, whatever fill it in. like what the heck you know what i'm saying like Fact. anyway yeah why are you being weird yeah so you never know when those moments and that's like <laughs> navigating the world is like a landmine you don't know when yeah. that shit's gonna happen sometimes you're yeah. like when i'm going in this situation into the class i know i'm come gonna come in contact with new people i know yeah. i'm gonna come in contact so i know i'm preparing myself to come in regular well not regular come in i'm coming in strategic strategically as i'm not gonna be super fabulous i'm gonna be regular because i want to get as least attention as possible i'm gonna be you know i'm gonna always be fly and look good and smell good and, you know i'm always i'm always be fly but I'm, I'm 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 not gonna be i'm gonna try to be regular girl and so because I'm not trying to get clocked in this situation if I don't need to be clocked in this situation. And so I come in, you hold know. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. Can I just say something too? Or ob observation, because when you say, I just want to be regular girl, which what, what's with that too is what you was in that, what you're saying is I don't want no attention. <laughs> I don't want no extra attention and I don't want you to read me as trans. I don't want you to read me as trans because reading me as trans comes with problems. Right. You just here to do your thing. Don't yes. distraction. I'm here to learn. I'm going to sit back here in the back 
Now, should I have right. to do that? No, I shouldn't have to do that. I should be able to right. be like, oh, I'm I'm loud and proud trans, but this is not right. the I live. That's the ideal world. <laughs> I live in the real world. And the real world mm -hmm. says that sometimes when I come into spaces, when my transness is known, it can cause me problems. And so mm -hmm. I'm come from the old school. Avoid that shit by not discussing your tea. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just come into the space, get what you're here to get and go on about your business. That's why how I got my name changed and my gender market changed because I went into the space, mind my business, <laughs> check that F. They saw the F. They put the F. It wasn't no questions. It wasn't no games. They saw F yeah. in front of them. They seen yeah. the F checked. I got the F on my ID. I didn't have to go through any kind of rigging and That's the privilege of passing. And I have used that to my advantage. But I'm also a realistic bitch as well. I know that I'm not some 100% passable ass bitch. I'm somebody that you got to <laughs> get into me. If you get into me for too long, you can start being like, hmm. <laughs> no, when I'm walking down the street, you're not going to know. You just glance at me. No, I ain't going to be somebody you look at and be like, oh, is that a trans woman? No, that's not. I, I'm at a, I'm at a level where I can comfortably navigate briefly. Right now. Right. But, that's not your current. But I know if you get into me, you kiki with me a little bit, some kind of nuances might kind of come out and you'd be like, hmm, what's going on with her? That might hmm. be the case. So me coming into space, what helps me blend in more is if I'm toned down. No, I'm not going to be too fly. I'm going to be clean and straight, but I'm going to be right. regular. <laughs> I'm going to be cool. Yeah. I'm going to be whatever I think of as a regular girl. Mm. So mm. I'm not going to wear a lot of makeup. I'm going right. to, you get what I'm saying? I'm going to be a regular I'm going to do all the things that you think a regular girl does. Plain Jane girl. That's what I'm trying to give. Plain Jane black girl. And so I go into this space preparing for these landmines. Okay. And so I also don't know who is going to be in this class. I don't know how big the class is going to be. I don't know. I know the instructor because he emailed, you know, once you put your pay the money, he emails you and talk to you. So I know the instructor is white and Mary, cisgender white and Mary. And so I come, I don't know if it's gonna be a lot of white people. I don't know if it's gonna, I don't know what space I'm coming in. I just know it's a cisgender space. Mm -hmm. So I come in and the class is not very big. It is about 10 people in total involved. It is the instructor, his wife and eight students. All the students are men, except for me. <laughs> I come in early. Sis assumed men. Yes, a sis assumed by me. Sis assumed by me. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Just like they don't know what's going on with me, I don't know what's going on with them. So, um, so we sit in this space with these sis assumed men, and they are sitting there, and they are, um, it is eight of us. It is one, two, three, four, five. Out of the eight, it is six black people i come in early so i can get the vibe of the place the place is so professional it looks like a very fire ass professional upscale st music studio that's what it is and so we come in i sit down i'm like the first one there of course and then another uh, another person come in uh um they sit down 
everybody, every time they come in, they shake your hand. They're like, hey, how you doing? I'm this person. Da, 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 da. Introductions. Oh, so okay. everything, everybody seems very friendly. We the instructor starts. Instructor starts five minutes after that we're supposed to start because he says I give people like five minute grace period to get here. Um, and so he starts and he started talking about like being a professional as far as a professional audio engineer and how to engage with artists how to how to keep your files your audio files um organized just different techniques of how to keep things organized with your client with your clientele because this is what they're paying you for they're paying you for to keep their audio files sounding good and in order if they ask you to do this and da da da, da you got to make sure you knew you know all of this stuff so if you have a art you're gonna see artists all the time whether it's be an audio book reader uh music artist uh whatever that deals with audio you're going to be doing that and so you need to every session that you have it needs to be organized and you need to know that this person this is what we did last time so make sure you take notes when you engage make sure you look at the session before they um come so you can understand what they did what kind of sound they wanted to have things that you had to take notes on da, 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 da. do that like 15 minutes before your client comes and so one of the elements that i thought was really really cute he was talking about never ask a client an artist what is your real name mm. and he says <laughs> right he was like because that's totally disrespectful that is their real name that is who they are and then right after he says that so you know we're we're taking it in the context of music and creation right as soon as he says that he says you know like trans people when trans people tell you they fucking name it's their fucking name <laughs> Wow. I say, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I ain't got to tell my team, but I feel safe now. Cute. Right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so it's just the tone of, okay, cute. I'm not about to tell my team, but I can, I can mm -hmm. tell that if it come out, my instructor ain't going to be late because he didn't need to say that. <laughs> and he don't know who i am it's not like he yeah. don't know us we just signed up for the class he don't really know us at mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. and so he good so i was like cool bam sit down right. now right. in the this is all in the beginning this is like the first early session we get we, the the class lasts from 10 to 2. And so right. in the early session, he just showing us how to open a file, how to file it. And he's showing us how to organize really, really early in the game. He's like, so I want you to go home with the program and play with it and do what you need to do, blah, blah, blah. So everybody in the in the group is kind of seems like they have, excuse me, it seems like they have a quiet personality, except for one dude. If alpha male personality was real we know that's been debunked for decades we know that's not real but if alpha male was real he's giving you that alpha male vibe okay not obnoxious alpha male vibe but just somebody who is very very confident not i don't want to make you give you the sense that he is an asshole he's not an asshole but he is very confident moving around the room with confidence alpha male that kind of vibe okay what do you mean by we what's the alpha male part just so that kind of well for so to me alpha male is just somebody who is not necessarily negative in a sense it's somebody who is mm. like 
who put positions themselves as somebody who was kind of leading the conversation other than the bot other than the instructor he he doesn't mm -hmm. mind speaking up he's confident mm -hmm. he's moving around the room in a way that is with confidence that's no mm -hmm. kind of because there's another guy who who i can tell he was nervous about everybody mm. like i can the dude who was sitting next to me i can tell that he was kind of nervous you feel what i'm saying not about me or about any just that i'm in a space where he might be an introvert and so i'm in a space mm -hmm. with these people and i could feel it on his body like i can see yeah. that yeah um you know and they made us stand up and give our names and what we do what we're trying to learn and all that kind of stuff and he was literally shaking i could see him shaking and his stomach wow. was his stomach was Putin. <laughs> <laughs> like i could hear his stomach nervous growling <laughs> so i can hear him out and i mentioned it to him to give him to relax him i said oh you must be hungry and he's like you can hear that and i was like yeah he's like oh man he's like i was like i was like don't break calm down i was like don't be nervous there we we all cool and he started laughing he was like i am nervous as shit. and he was like i was like why are you so nervous and he was like we just, it just was a fun banter that we was having back and forth that i was trying to calm him down so he wouldn't be all nervous we all are kind of listening to the instructor, right? He we listen to the instructor. I'm now the instructor that gave me this kind of affirmation. I'm like, cool, so it's all good. So I ain't tripping. I'm gonna do. But then the instructor say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pair y'all up with one person. <laughs> uh, so rem this all happens within seconds. So I don't I didn't have a chance to think or get nervous, or I didn't have the chance to think about anything of who i wanted to be partnered with who i would be partnered with who i didn't have a chance to think about none of that right. two seconds after he said do we're good he's gonna partner up with us the alpha male dude comes over to me he's sitting nowhere near me but he comes over to me and say hey you got a partner i was like no he's like you want to be my partner i was like sure but it because he's doing it in front of everybody it would have been very very awkward for me to say no right. exactly 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 i could have said no but yeah, i didn't but no, think yeah, about exactly. like if like yeah. say we had a previous um so this is how because i could have said no but there was no reason for me to say no like right. if like say that he had been an asshole, i could have easily said no i don't want to be your partner I wouldn't have worried about the awkwardness of him do it in front of everybody because I know my history with you and your asshole and I don't want to deal with you. But because we have no history, there's no reason for me to say no. Do you see what I'm saying? So there's no reason for me to be like, ooh, you just needed yeah, confidence no to say no. It was no yeah, reason no, for me no, to say no. That would been that would you look like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I would have looked like an asshole. Not saying that I couldn't say no, but there was no reason. Yeah, um, yeah. so right, some new person who hasn't given me any kind of negative vibes is saying, Do you want to be my partner? So I just said, sure, okay. Right. And right. so he goes and sit down. But understand that I'm sitting next to the other dude that I have been having a, a continuous banter with. And so when the dude said, okay, so partner up, because he don't assign partners, he said, partner up. The dude next to me said, do you want to be my partner? I said, oh, somebody already asked me. Because he had already asked me, and I already said, yeah. And so he's like, oh, okay. And so he, we all come together. But this was, this was a mistake, Jay. 
this was a mistake. <laughs> not, not as in a, it didn't turn out super, super negative, but this was a mistake. <laughs> so, not for you. <laughs> not, no, right. So we go into the room. <laughs> we go into the room. And first of all, I smell him. Not in a musty way, but in a weed way. And so he is reeking of the reefer, baby, of the weed, of the marijuana. He is reeking. And so I can tell he's probably smoked right before he came. I can tell that he is high. Yeah. And so the 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 dude, the dude, um, the um instructor, he puts us all in studio rooms by ourselves. And oh. we are there to work out the sound of this track that he has put up for everybody we need oh, wow. to we need to work out the levels and what what we don't know is that the track that we're working out is of toby do you know the this new kind of rap artist it's toby something i can't pronounce his last name but toby something and he's mm -hmm. always with his girl and they always have on like mint green uh -uh. they always do like pro black music Oh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. So him. Oh, okay, that's what's up. Yeah. So yeah, he has yeah. a song that he did for Wakanda Forever. Okay. And he, he got nominated for a Grammy for it. And so, you know, that just came out in November. And so right. just got nominated, just put it out. So this producer that is instructing us is nominated for a Grammy for this song that he produced with him. And wow. so this is the level of professional that we are fucking with in regards yeah. to teaching us. And so this dude is the dude that I was partnered with. This is like, I want to say his idol, but he really loved this dude, this artist. Okay. And okay. so for us to be hearing the raw vocals, no mixing, no mastering, just raw vocals, every fuck yeah. up, everything wrong. No, yeah, yeah. for us to yeah. be hearing this, he's having a fanboy moment, right? So he oh. is, he is dick. <laughs> He is dick riding, baby. He is oh, in this God. moment. Think about your favorite musical artist. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, and then yeah, he's in this yeah, moment where, oh my God, I'm listening to the raw vocals of an artist that I love. But he's yeah. high, so he's milking it too far. It's not like, oh, I'm with it. <laughs> but because he's high, oh, he is milking it. And we only got 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is what he's isol isolating, uh, isolating Ooh. from. I'm sorry. This is what he's yeah. isolating from. He is isolating from flirting with me. I'm the only girl in the thing. So that, it comes with that. He's isolating from flirting with me. He looked like one time he looked up at me and say, mm, God, you kind of look like my cousin or my sister or something just staring in my face. No, and we supposed to be working, boy. If you don't focus, <laughs> do you see this is the type of shit? So he looked just stared at my face. Oh, you look like my sister. Oh, you look like a whatever. Uh, and then we'll go back to then he go back to the track. Oh my god, this is God. Let me know I'm in the right place. And God, can you believe? Do you understand? Do you understand? Meltdown. Uh, and it wasn't a meltdown like a sad meltdown. And no, no, in a good way. He's getting his life. Yeah. He is getting his motherfucking life. 
life. In the, in the wrong place. In the wrong yeah. time. So for yes. 15 minutes. And so, okay, this is another problem. I literally have never used this program before oh, ever. So I yeah. don't have any reference to how to navigate it, mm -hmm. but he mm -hmm. has. So I'm like, oh, but I got an ear. You get what I'm saying? I can hear what's wrong right. with the track. So mm -hmm. if you sit your ass down at this seat and navigate the um, the program, I can tell you what to fix. You just got to do it. Cause this is looking, this is a puzzle. This is a maze and I don't know anything about. Mm -hmm. And so, and so that's what he did. And so we, adjust so finally after 15 minutes of him fanboying and all this kind of stuff <laughs> I, he, he finally gets focused and i'm yeah. like okay cool this is what we're gonna do so we get the track to sounding normal we get it where it needs to be this the levels not perfect but normal where it's not just going crazy and so the dude comes in the instructor comes in and he's like oh okay y'all got it y'all did what i want y'all to do it's look it's sounding normal we accomplished in five minutes what they got 20 minutes to accomplish <laughs> right because homeboy was like yeah having a whole moment <laughs> exactly so we come okay. back out so we come back out to the um come back out and so so we do this basically two times in the whole class he teaches us something and we go apply it which is okay. my fucking jam because i yeah. am a doer i learn by doing and yeah. so he teaches us a bunch of stuff and then applies it to whatever we go back to the studio and do it the second time he goes in there there's something wrong that we gotta fix and each room got something wrong with it and so what he teaches us is is how is the steps you need to take and if you don't take each one of these steps you won't know how to fix the problem that's in the room so that's what you got to do you got to go fix the problem plug in the is the mic plugged up is this plug is this on is this press is this da, 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 da. is the input right everything that he taught us we got to apply right. and so we come in there so this but we got to create something okay so this is you know this is where you know you the artistry come in like you gotta create you gotta do something so you know i was like okay so we gonna um i was like cool so let's do fix the problem and then create something it only need to be like 15 seconds so i do the three-part harmony in um dry your eyes please don't cry you can be strong if you just hold on dry your eyes the angela wimbush is that her angela wimbush the original, I know it's, I know it's next lifetime, Erica Badu, but the original, I think it's Angela Wimbush. Oh, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I can't remember. Um, you don't have to cry that. So, um, I do the three part harmony of that. And so we do the little 15 seconds and he, he being on, he doing the producer thing. And I sit down and I learn how to, do, cause I'm supposed to be learning too. I can't just stay up. So I'm, I'm doing it too. So this moment, he comes through he like okay i need to focus i need to get <laughs> so we figure everything out the mic is everything is set up we do the little thing and we are totally successful mm -hmm. but the instructor also not forces but he encourages very very strongly for us all to exchange social media oh which is which was in a situation where I was like, oh, damn, because if you go to my social media and get to thinking around, honey, 
<laughs> it may not be immediately obvious, but if you get to take it around, yeah. it's going to be obvious. And so, yeah. so I was like, oh, Lord. But I didn't want to, you know, be the awkward one. Like, no, I don't want anybody to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I don't want anybody following me here. I'm like, especially since my SoundCloud, that's where I put my Marshall's plate up. So if you go. <laughs> to SoundCloud, you're gonna get all the motherfucking tea. <laughs> so, but I didn't really give a fuck. So now that I see that the instructor is cool, I don't really now at this point, I don't give a fuck about the students if they cool with me or not. I'm just here to learn. So boom. So I give everybody my social media. So we'll see <laughs> what happens next week. But that was my that was my good experience from yesterday. Overall, it was a nine out of ten. There was no negative other than him being overhyped about working on his idol song, which wasn't a bad, bad thing about me. But um, it was it was it went really, really well. And I'm happy that it went well. It feels like it's not about it's not about to be a waste of money. And it feels like I'm going to enjoy the people who are there, because even in the little time that I spent with them, everybody else seemed like even him, they all seemed cool and art driven and just cool, cool as hell. So we'll see. Let me ask the audience, when you come into new spaces, what are some of the things that you are navigating? Like, you know, when it comes to, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be trans. I know as a plus size woman, sometimes I'm in spaces where I'm the only plus size motherfucker there and I got to navigate especially if it's it's a, it's a space that's um small y'all got chairs that don't fucking um hold a big girl up that fucking lean i feel like i'm scared they're gonna break um sometimes it's my weight sometimes it's my height sometimes it's not just always my trans identity sometimes it's my blackness if i'm coming to a space where it's nothing but white folks and yeah. so you know how what are you navigating when you coming into new spaces what are some things what are what are some concerns what have you experienced in your life that could be landmines that could cause trouble might not but it could what are some of the things what are what are things have you experienced hashtag marsha's plate Oh my god i want to thank all of our new patrons this week thank you thank you thank you yay, 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 yay. so not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast you know i also donate to other podcasts i donate to other organizations i have my finger on the post of the community and i know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because i put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch i am community is fuck <laughs> so thank you i really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So the Pew Research Center... Um, has done a study of the Democratic Party or members of the Democratic Party and what they found around trans folks. And what they found was that Black Democrats differ from other Democrats in their views on gender identity and trans issues. Um, 
one of the questions, one of the, the differences was around what do you believe around gender? So one, one of the things was it's determined by your sex assigned at birth. And then the other part was can be different from assigned at birth and, you know, malleable. And what they found was that Black folks, 66% <laughs> of Black folks said it is determined by your sex at birth, period. That's what 66% of Black people said. Unlike, um, you know, 80, what is it, 38%, or excuse me, 28, 27% of white people, 44% of Hispanic, which is the term they're using, um, and 38% uh, Asian, of the folks in the Asian community. And then in terms of can it be different from your sex assigned at birth, 72% uh, of white people said yes, 33% of black people said yes, 54% of, Hisp of Hispanic people said yes, and 61% of Asians said yes. Um, just on that stat, what are your what are your what are your thoughts on that one? There's a couple other ones, but oh wow, so eyes or no? You're just kind of like yeah, girl, that's I would I'm love to hear. <laughs> are we explaining the nuances between gender and sex? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to know how different if we explain that nuance. Mm -hmm. I would want to know how their response would be if we explained that we're not talking about biological sex. I know, mm -hmm. and even that is problematic, but I think that that's what a lot of times when you talk to people who are just adamant about things not changing, they think that we are saying that your chromosomes change to female. <laughs> like when you hear them talking, they think like right. that. They're not talking about gender as a construct. Mm -hmm separate from sex chromosomal mm -hmm. sex as a construct even though even that can be in a gray area we know that we talked about that before mm -hmm. on the show but i think it's different when you explain to people when you can brush it down and explain to people the nuance mm -hmm. for them to understand i think that they can be like oh i think they can get with it but if you just put people in front of a piece of paper asking them the question can your gender be changed I don't think that they know the nuance of those things enough between sex and gender to to answer that question officially because too yeah, many people yeah. are in the comments in these kind of conversations saying this is how you was born you can't change da 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 that it's only male and female it's only two genders it's only da 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 da, -da. they're too busy stuck on the biology of it mm -hmm. And so that's what I think. Mm -hmm. When me and you are talking and you're talking about the queering of the, the natural queering of black culture, a part of it is I totally get it because when as I navigated spaces, you, was there some never negativity about me being queer? Absolutely. But was there some nuances that I saw in how some black people responded to me? absolutely there was tons of people who were like i can't think of you as no boy i'm i call you a girl because mm -hmm. i can even before i transition because of <laughs> the energy that i gave right. they would right. they would accidentally quote unquote call me she and her just because 
this is the energy I'm giving. So you act, you're calling me she, you're calling me her. And then when I transitioned, even then people who previously will ca accidentally call me she and her, now they have, a, have to make a political stance because now my identity is political. And so now, now I'm intentionally not calling you a girl because I know you're a girl and you're trying, I know you're a boy and you're trying to be a girl now. But before right. I was accidentally calling you a she and her and it was mm -hmm. no big deal. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I totally get what you're saying and it wasn't a problem mm -hmm. then or mm -hmm. um or mm -hmm. or the or the gay boy un, uh, up the street y'all calling him miss j mm -hmm. i knew mm -hmm. the gay boy up the street was gay we knew what was going on and the gay adult mm -hmm. i keep saying boy the gay adult up the street was gay but y'all had no problem with calling him miss j right but if he had right. transitioned right y'all would be right. making a political right. stand to not call him miss j yeah but because y'all yeah. are doing it on your own and it's a cultural thing that y'all have agreed to, yes, I'm gonna call that gay boy up the street Miss J mm -hmm. without a problem because they were doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so it's the, a nuance. Yeah. So the, the next question that the other next question they said, black Democrats divided also over whether society has gone too far or not gone far enough or been about just right in accepting trans people and based on these results it says uh the total of the people they surveyed 38 percent said uh society has gone too far 36 percent said not far enough and 23 percent said about right and 66% of those who lean Republican or are Republican, no surprise here, says society has gone too far. 10% mm. uh, say uh, not far enough. And 22% of Republicans or lean Republicans said, uh, or excuse me, 22% said it's just about right. In terms of the Democrat, 15% of the total people they survey said that society has gone too far um 59 have said not far enough and 24 said just about right now here we That's go promising. When you break that down by race this is where it gets interesting when you break that down by race amongst the democrats surveyed it says in terms of we think society have gone too far 11 percent of white people said society has gone too far 20 percent hispanic again that's not us that's what they say it's hispanic and 10 percent of the asian community says that uh society has gone too far 26 percent of black people survey said society have gone too far um and then 41 percent of black folks said not far enough and 30% of black people said about right. Um, versus, That's promising. That is very promising versus 11% uh, of white folks said going too far. 59% uh, said not far enough. 51% uh, of Hispanic community said not far enough. And 59% of the Asian community said not far enough. Um, actually, every, all, com all communities were above 50% except for the black community, but the black community still is at like 41%. Democratic K through 12 parents differ by race, ethnicity over what kids should learn in school about gender identity. 
and this is the percentage of parents of K through 12 students who say they would prefer their children learn in school that dot, 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 someone can be a boy or a girl, even if that's different from sex at birth. 64% of white people said yes. 30% of the black people survey said yes. And 36% of the Hispanic people survey said yes. Hispanic, their word, not ours. Um, or believe that dot, 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 whether someone is a boy or girl is determined by sex at birth. 31% of black people said yes. 32% of Hispanic. And then they said whether that a child should not learn about this in school. 29% of Hispanic people said that. And then 37% of black people said a child should not learn about it in school. And only 25% of white people said that. I think that this is interesting. I think this is an interesting stats and questions to be asked, especially if we ask them years later. I think it's interesting to see these kind of nuances because when you think about learning, learning is supposed to be, well, I don't know. I don't, this is just my idea. I may, I, I thought that this was everybody growing up, but maybe this is different, especially when it comes to fucking race. Um, mm -hmm. For me, idealistically, learning is you learn everything. Like when we think about history, mm. there shouldn't be no separation in black history and history. It's history. <laughs> Here's a black history and a, like American history. And mm. it shouldn't be no separation. It should be all taught because this is fucking history. This is what the fuck happened. <laughs> you shouldn't have to go to a special black class to learn mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. black people affected this country because that's a part of this fucking country's history. Right. right you should absolutely. be learning that. Like if you go to a U.S. history class, fucking race should be a part of it because it's a big part of fucking history. So. Right. I yeah, think that I think that about <laughs> right. It's weird for you to leave it out. It's racist right. for you to leave it out. <laughs> it is not ethical for you to leave it out. Mm -hmm. I think that about gender too. I mm -hmm. think it's very stupid. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about education, you should be talking about all the nuance that comes around sex and gender about things that can happen, about how people can be born, about how the different ways people can be born before birth, after birth, all the things, all the nuances about mm -hmm. biological sex, all the nuances about gender, all the nuances of all these things of being sterile, how everybody can't have no fucking babies. Right. right. How all these things talking about those things on an educational level. I think it's important. I think you are doing a disservice to the person that you are teaching if you are not giving them the, the nuances. No, this doesn't mean that you're gonna be, um, you don't have to abide by the cis-heteronormative rules of how to raise your girl or how to raise your boy. You can still do that, but they still can learn in school these other ways of being or these other sexualities, these other, um, um, sexes, biological sexes, this, mm -hmm. these other, this gray area, all these things, they can learn them in school. Why can't mm -hmm. they? Mm -hmm. Why mm -hmm. wouldn't they? This is where you learn. And when they mm -hmm. come home and talk to you about it, this is where you explain your ideology. Mm -hmm. 
This is where you your rearing of your children come in. Right, this is right, when you right. bring your Christian fundamental ideas in. This is right. where you bring your Muslim ideas and your oh. unique parenting style in your way, your religious way. What do you think are ways to target, like if in an ideal world, what would be ways to have move conversations with our within our community with on our terms that center us, that center that centers black people around like having a conversation around trans folks, our rights, our lives. Because I think our community often gets targeted, especially now gets targeted in that misinformation stuff because they easy targets, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I think, you know, folks get sucked into the bullshit, you know, real easily around trans folks because we're easy targets for the right wing white people. But also they know that, you know, they play on grievance. And so they target people in our community too. And so they'd be stuck on sensationalized bullshit about trans people that usually involves white people, don't even involve black people, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So like, what do you think, like, you know, like in an ideal world, we could like counter that, you know, that have it by having, how, how could we have conversation that centers black people around us? You know what I'm saying? If I'm to be honest, part of there, I'm very this person. I am. I, Part of me is optimistic, but part of me is pessimistic too. I, I can't really say which I mean, one. I'm, I, mean, I like, guess I'm, I'm, I'm an organization or some shit. Like you know, not like necessarily oh, an individual. Like I'm mostly on the optimistic side, but I'm I'm like sixty. <laughs> I'm like sixty percent and forty pessimistic. Like if I ain't fully on the optimistic side, yeah. so part of me, the optimist thinks that yes, we can go out here and do stuff. We can train DEI. We can go to the uh, look. I, I part of me says, "Bitch, you can't teach a motherfucker. You can't train a motherfucker in equity. <laughs> they either want to do it or they don't." But part of me, yeah, I, part of me is also you got to expose people to education for them to change their minds. I can, and I know that from my own experience. I don't know every fucking thing, and so there's some situations that i had to meet people who are in non-binary people that shit was weird when i first fucking engaged with it to me mm. as a cis not a cis as a trans binary woman who come up in a time where that shit is weird mm. i had to engage with non-binary people to learn their ideology to learn the nuances of gender that reflects in them that does not reflect in me in order for me to simp be sympathetic about their experience i had to engage with them i had to learn about that i had to have conversations sometimes stupid ass conversations ask stupid ass fucking questions and and be with a person that cares about diamond right and i right. care about them no mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not just coming asking random non-binary people questions mm, right but of course somebody that i have built a rapport with where we can talk to each other and i know we care about each other mm. and mm. so there's an investment of me caring about this person and respecting this person the issue mm. that i see personally is these motherfuckers don't care about us they don't care mm. so they don't mm. care to learn the nuances and the science and the da, 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 da. they don't give a fuck and so for me i had to i had to learn and that's trans people too i i had to block some trans people who were talking shit about non-binary people oh they take up too much space or or being mm -hmm. ignorant i'm like you mm -hmm. being like cisgender people exactly. so 
it is it is the caring part and so sometimes i feel like it is nothing that we can do they have to want to care they have mm -hmm. to want to learn and that's about anything white people who we want to change latinx people and their colorism shit that we want to change light-skinned black people and their colorism shit that we want to change you they have to want to change they have to want it don't matter what work we do it's so many times i've had a conversation that i thought had penetrated somebody and they still was on that bullshit a month later i thought that they were learning but they weren't they were just accommodating me or just listening or whatever and so I don't know. Part of me is pessimistic and think these motherfuckers ain't gonna learn shit. They have to die in regards to old age, whatever. They just gotta die. <laughs> but, and then part of me is like, yeah, this is just the torture that I've been passed. We gotta continue to do the work while we're here. And then somebody else will be doing the work to move it forward. I might not see it in my lifetime. I mean, these younger folks, younger people definitely to me seem to be like Jen, the and millennials seem to be way more open and way more supportive of trans people within the black community than I feel like when I was coming up. Like, you know, I mean, that's progress in a way, you know. Yeah, but then, then yeah. you'll see a video. <laughs> you'll see a video of teenagers in blackface in Orange County, California. Talk about nigger. You get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Oh, no, it, it just it's that's just normal. It's, it's like uh i don't that's part normal, of me is normal. like yeah i want to feel like it's positive but then part of me is like damn i don't know I, mean, I guess yeah i mean that's real i think you know i think conversation if conversations were moved in like already black spaces organized spaces quote unquote i think that would be positive you know i i just want to note that like it's important too because you are in texas yes I am not in Texas, right? right. So like we our realities are very different. Different, very to. different. <laughs> very different. Like, you know, I just want to just put I feel when I come to Seattle, I feel a difference. I feel yeah. the inauthenticity. Oh yeah. Heavy. <laughs> but I feel the performative shit, but I also feel some tangible like, ooh, this is a privilege for you to be here. Some tangible yeah, things yeah. that I can see you can work in your favor. And so along with the performative. And so there is some elements. Totally. Yeah, I totally feel it. Yeah, totally. See I the mean, difference. everybody's in a different places too. you know, um, you know, whether you're like I was often say, like whether you're in a college town, often, you know, you could be in the middle of a state where everything is bullshit. But uh, <laughs> that college town might be the more, you know, liberal or what have you supportive mm -hmm. place when it comes to being, you know, trans or queer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so let us know y'all about what y'all think about these stats and these the differences, especially this difference between 66% of black people being like, oh, oh no, oh no, oh no. Your gender is <laughs> gonna determine your sex, period, point blank, we done. Mm -hmm. But yet the majority of black people saying that we are moving in the right direction when it comes to accepting black uh, trans people and actually the majority of all black people when asked that question said we need to do more to accept trans people what do you think about that difference um does that align with your experience um yeah are you like diamond are you like ain't no hope for these negroes <laughs> <laughs> no i feel like i wouldn't are be you, doing this show you, if i didn't feel like no hope <laughs> or you like but, me where it's like you know we just gotta you know 
have the black center conversations. You know what I'm saying? Tune out the, <laughs> like, I know why you think what you think, and it makes sense because it don't make sense. But listen, <laughs> what have you all that? Anyway, let us know. <laughs> Hashtag Marshall's Plate. <laughs> So we all got different rules that we had to in our household growing up with our parents. We all had different rules of what to do. You know, I knew some people growing up that we had an allowance. I knew some people who didn't have no was too poor to have some damn allowance. Um, I knew some people who <laughs> I knew some people who um, they had to come in the house before the streetlights came on. That's I a comment. Was one of, I was definitely one of those people. And I got my tail whooped for coming in late <laughs> with my little cousin, too. Oh, my goodness. How do you got to yeah. be in the house oh, yeah. before the street lights come on? Oh, yeah. Um, we all had different little things that our parents, um, in the black community particularly, but um, I think anybody can relate to this, that we had that other, maybe other kids didn't have, or there were some nuances in how they were raising, raised, and so it was different than yours. Um, one of mine that I've talked about in the past is, we come, I, I grew up in a nude house, like a nude house, meaning oh, that yeah. us yeah. being nude around in front, of, in, front of the in front of each other wasn't really, my mother being nude particularly wasn't abnormal. I've seen my mother naked all my life. <laughs> so that wasn't something that I had, um, you know, but I had to learn that other kids were not raised like that. Some people, mama right. never was naked in front of them. And so, um, and so right. that's that. So I recently had a conversation on my TikTok and did a video about this. And I wanted to hear your opinion about it. So what do you feel about honorifics like when you when you when you raise a child and you say you have to say yes ma'am and no ma'am or if you're talking to a man yes sir and no sir no sir and so i brought that up because i remember growing up um well what sparked the question was i was watching um kiara sheer because y'all know i grew up in kojic church and so sometimes the remnants wait, wait. Let them know what Kojic means. Kojic is, is a denomination of Christianity called the Church of God in Christ. It's a black denomination. <laughs> and so, exactly. and so the, <laughs> honey, so the acronym is C-O-G-I-C, Church of God in Christ. Church of God in Christ, short Kojic. Great. So I grew up in a Kojic and the people who are famous in the Kojic church would be like the Clark sisters, um donnie mcclerklin maybe i think isn't he called chick i think so um i'm not for sure but anyway he in that he in that denomination um that he in that borderline so but people who i know for sure that motherfucker, uh, the clark sister definitely <laughs> actually karen clark shear's husband just got voted to be the president president overall president bishop oh, wow. of of the kojic church so she is oh, now wow. the first lady of all first ladies. <laughs> oh, wow. So wow. their daughter, Kiara Shear, has a show, has a um, YouTube channel, and she brings in her aunts, like her mother and her aunts, to help her learn how to cook because she just got married. And so she 
she like brings her mama, her aunt Jackie, Karen, um, um, her mama's Karen, um, Dorinda. And recently Dorinda was on the show. And so while they're engaging and talking, you know, they'll be talking about life and being a wife and what you need to learn, you know, typical, they're teaching her how to cook shit. So, cause she's a new wife and how to get along with your husband, how to get over arguments, the longevity, the, you know, how do you mm -hmm. keep a marriage going? All that kind of stuff from mm -hmm. a church coding perspective. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. what I noticed in their engagement is that even though this is a grown ass 30 something year old woman, <laughs> okay. Even though this is who she is, she still says yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, like a little girl when she is talking to them. And so it sent me down this rabbit hole of, ooh, is this still a common thing? Because I remember growing up that there was this lady, there was this clash between my mama and my neighbors. So, and our neighbors. So I lived in a three apartment, um, like three level building. And yeah. so I lived in the, in the bottom floor and my friend, my best friend PJ lived in the top floor with his sisters. It's him and two girls. It was me by myself. I was the only child during this time. And so when I would come visit him, you know how you go to your friend's house, knock on the door, is PJ home? Oh, and he got to ask his mama, can, can I have company? And you know, all that kind of stuff. So we was in that age group. So this is, I knew these people, we moved to this place when I was three. So growing up, I, these are only people I knew as my neighbors. So I didn't move from here till I was like nine. And okay. so, and so we were all friends. And so I would go to her house and her rule was, in her house his mama's name was miss Jeanette. we call people miss so the rule was you call people miss if mm -hmm. you want either miss Jeanette, miss williams maybe it, sometimes it's first name sometimes it's last name but who, if it's not your family you call them miss something miss williams miss mm -hmm. johnson miss something but mm -hmm. my mother being a young mother my mother was 17 when she had me 16 when she had me um she thought saying yes ma'am and no sir all the time was slavery shit. Mm -hmm. so my mom was like you don't need to say that long as you say a very clear yes and no that should be respectful enough so i didn't have to say yes ma'am no ma'am to nobody i could say mm -hmm. yes i couldn't say yeah i couldn't say right, right. sure uh-huh uh-uh i couldn't say that stuff i had to say yes no a clear yeah, yes no a clear thank no. you no, thank you. Yes, yes, please. So it, it just had to be clear and not slang or any kind of short form. It had to be yes, no, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mr. Net. I can say yes, Mr. Net. But Miss Jeanette, her rule was how she raised her kids because she's older. She had, she already had three kids. She was in her 30s when my mama was 16, having her first baby. Right. So her son is my age. So we the same, we the same age, but this is her last baby. And I'm my mama's first baby. Mm -hmm. So her rule, because she old school Southern blues playing woman, was you have to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, to her, any adult in the house. So while I'm in her house, if she asked me to do something for her, um, I have to say, yes, ma'am. Or I have to, I just have to say, yes, ma'am, and give all the time. And I didn't live for that. <laughs> so, and my mama oh, didn't live say, for it you either. Couldn't, you couldn't say no, or you, or you, you, you had to have, no. you had to add ma'am to it. Like any, oh, no. no matter what you say to her, 
Like, oh, wow. like say that um, she asked me, um, say she asked me, is your mama downstairs, Diamond? She ain't gonna say Diamond because I was a little boy, but I'm just saying that. <laughs> is your mama downstairs, Diamond? I would say no or yes. That would be my normal answer. I would have to say yes. But she was like, yes, what? Yes. <laughs> but she would want me to say yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah. So I stopped coming to her house because that was her rule. Mm -hmm. I I made the decision as a kid to not come to her house. And because I didn't tell her because I didn't have to tell her. I just didn't come no more. <laughs> <laughs> and so she would. So say there was something that. Um, oh, um, so this one time. Now, mind you, I'm a kid. This one time we are helping her bring groceries up. OK. She she's asked, on floor, right? she's on the third floor. Yes. So she asked me and her son, well, she didn't have to ask her son, but she asked me to help bring the groceries up to her house. Mm -hmm. And I say, because she had just, basically she just pulled up while we was playing. So she stopped her son from playing to bring the groceries up. Mm -hmm. But I say, but she asked me to help. And I say, okay. So I go up. And I take the groceries and put them in front of her door. Instead of bringing it into the house, I take it in front of the door because I'm not coming in. Because she said, you can't come to my house. Because I had told her that uh, my mama don't make me say that. Now, mind you, I'm a kid. And so yeah. I say, my mama say, I don't have to say that because that's slavery stuff. And she say, well, in my house, you going to say it because it's my house. Your mama don't run this house. Right, and right. I didn't disrespect her. I say, oh, okay. And leave. <laughs> I just right. leave and go down to my mama house where yeah. I live. <laughs> right, right. So exactly. my so in my mind as a kid, I just can't come in her house because I don't want to disrespect her. But I also don't want to say yes, ma'am, all the fucking time. So I'm not going to do that. Right. And my mama said, I ain't got to do it. So the rule, so the compromise is I don't come to your fucking house. Right. I, bring it, I bring it to your door. I bring it. Out. And so, so in that moment, I don't want to be. It wasn't about rudeness. It's just that, oh, the if I help him, he'll be done faster, and we can continue to plan. Right. That was my logic. And so, I took her groceries and put them in front of the door. And so she's so she sees me doing this, and she says, "Why are you not bringing the groceries in the house?" <laughs> and I was like, "Cause you told me I can't come in your house." If I don't say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And I'm not saying that. <laughs> and so she started busting out laughing because she did not understand why I was doing that. So she says, what? And I was like, yeah, I don't want to disrespect your house and come in because I'm so serious talking to her. I was like, I don't want to disrespect your house, but I'm not going to say ma'am no more and she was like now mind you this is a six-year-old kid and so she's laughing because the how i'm navigating this is so weird <laughs> to be so serious right to be so serious and she says boy if you don't take them groceries in the house <laughs> and i was like but I'm not going to be saying no, ma'am. <laughs> so she started laughing and she called me. She was like, you such a high yellow brat. <laughs> so 
She Ooh. said, you such a high yellow brat. So that's the, from their point on, she will always make little shady references about my color. But okay. that's a whole nother conversation. Why it took me so long to understand colorism and from a, a young child to an adult. These are one of the reasons. It's a whole nother subject, but I want to talk about it just a little bit. Because my to me, from my perspective as a child, there was a lot of negative that came with being light skinned from people. Now, now that I'm older and understand the difference between how negativity affected dark skinned kids and how it affected me and how it was nowhere near the same. But growing up, I, I didn't have the politics and I didn't have the experience. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. in my brain, I was like, people treated me bad for being light skinned too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because of these type of situations so she would say high yellow as a pejorative and it was negative people um there would be some negative things about me being high yellow and it would be a negative thing so i thought it was equal it was oh. equal to somebody oh they call you tar baby but they call me high yellow as a pejorative and so in my right as a little kid not knowing the outside world of my circle and i didn't understand the difference i'm like that's negative to me too like what are you talking about it wasn't until i got older and i had a darker brother it wasn't yeah. until i, I you about that too yeah, yeah until i got older and i had a darker brother and i seen the way people responded to him and the way people responded to me right. and how right yeah somebody may be calling you high yellow or maybe a little bit of negative but there still was a ton of positive about me being my color too you get what i'm saying it still was a bunch of positive and so then when i trans differential that comes with that yes yeah and then as a woman when i transitioned to a woman there is a nuance between dark-skinned men and dark-skinned and light-skinned men and so there was a there was some negative that came with being a light-skinned boy you were always tested and fought and because they you light-skinned so you must be a pretty boy in the sissy because you light-skinned and it comes with some negative shit. but when but where i saw the drastic undeniable difference is when i became a woman Oh, mm -hmm. there is a drastic difference, <laughs> drastic difference between a light, how a light skinned girl is treated and how a dark skinned girl is treated. It is mm -hmm. night and day. So, mm -hmm. and it was, and it's undeniable. Any bitch to tell you she don't see it, she a fucking lie. She is a lie. And so mm -hmm. it wasn't, these are the things that made, that was, that was causing the resistance for me to learn it. Now I transitioned when I was 13. So we're talking about between the ages of five and 13. Mm. These situations like that Jeanette is giving me is where I was like, but I'm, but, but it's negative to me. It's so how is this different than you being called something negative to you? Right. I had to learn this through experience and learning. Da 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 da. So anyway, I just wanted to say that. So because there might yeah. be some light skinned people that's not understanding. <laughs> who, I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is a it, it is a it is a difference that I had to learn in, you know, this this is how I came to learn it. My brother's experience with colorism, who is the darkest of my mother's children, um, how I see girls in my in my in my vicinity being treated because they are dark skinned and you know, and I see it. How how I had I always had crushes on 
dark-skinned girls. Like when I was little and liked the girls a little bit, I just I didn't really like them sexually. But the girls that I was infatuated in school were dark-skinned girls. And so my mother would say things like, um, oh, he love him a dark skinned girl. Like she would say it, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like when she's talking about my cousin liking like the way her tone, it would be totally different. It would almost it wouldn't be disgust, but it would be um not disgust, like damn, ugh. it wouldn't be like that, but it would be like, God, he always liking these little dark skinned girls. It would be like that, but when it would be a light-skinned girl, I never really liked light-skinned girls. But in regards to like being an around uh, attracted to them, like, ooh, I like you, you cute. Um, when it never was light skin, it was always dark skin girl. So when I was when I when I but when I see like my cousins liking a little light skinned girl, um, they would say something like, Oh, he gonna like pretty girls. They wouldn't say that about the girl that I like. They would just mm-hmm. make it something about her skin color because it was a dark skinned little girl. They wouldn't mm-hmm. say, Oh, I like like I like pretty dark skinned girls. No, but every light skinned girl, they're making it seem like this is the right choice to make. Does it make sense? That little nuance in the conversation. It that's calm. Yeah, it's calm. <laughs> yeah, it's black. Some black. That, yeah. Like, shit. Yes. Yeah. So I th- those little nuances is what where started to happen. I, I didn't understand them as a kid, kid, just like I didn't understand this. Yes, ma'am. And I'm trying to navigate it. I didn't have the politics. I didn't have the experience. I didn't have nothing. So I didn't know. And so this is how this is one of the things that was the resistance. And one of the things that was like where I couldn't figure out what was the difference until I got older and saw motherfuckers being turned away at the at the straight at the club because they were dark skinned being turned away you know we don't we got too many dark skinned girls in the club and i'm the trans woman not being clocked mm. because i'm light-skinned i get to come in mm. and mm. Uh, and and then 15 minutes later somebody tells my teeth and they put me out <laughs> <laughs> so in so many situations in that um that i had to learn with experience and with deeper politics anyway so Jeanette was she was she was laughing and was like if we don't bring these fucking groceries in and um once she realized that I was not coming to her house because of that she was you know she always would call me uh high yellow brat and so my question is <laughs> how did you grow up well I say all of that to say um how did you grow up with honorifics did you have were you forced to say yes ma'am yes sir is that kind of training has does it have a negative connotation to you or does or is it um is it like did you raise with it or is it is it antiquated to you which one in your mindset right now as a as a 40 something now did you were you raised with it and do you think it's old school do you think it's what how do you think about it um yeah no i definitely was raised with it um especially at church um i went to a baptist church uh you know definitely was a thing at church uh yeah i mean i was raised with it you know i was raised in the 80s and 90s (laughs) 
black. I was raised with it. You know what I'm saying? My grandparents came up during the Great Migration, you know, came up north. So I definitely was raised in the, in the community. Some spaces were more chill than others, obviously. You know, younger, younger people were more chill. But I think on a, like, respect my elders level, yeah, I'm like, Yes, ma'am. No, you know, no, sir. Whatever. I think it's. I'm cool with it, honestly. Um, I've thought about this before too. You know what I mean? Because it's like, okay, you don't want to. You know, you want to be forward progress, but I see a cultural value to it. Uh, what? What's most, the cultural value? I think most people's cultures have some kind of honorific or some kind of something when it comes to their elders. You know, and for us, that's that's and that's and that's where it's like. Where it's like we overlap on this on this Venn diagram with a quote unquote like the social structure of white American society, but it's like we also have our own shit. Like it, like it's like white culture. The idea of white culture is kind of like blank slate, okay? And it's like that's not us. <laughs> we ain't a blank slate, and they're not a blank slate either. But folk, but the, but it's promoted. You know, people think that, and I think it's important not to to do that because it's like that's a part of our culture. Like that shit is some retention shit that ain't from here in America. That's some retention shit from West Africa, from like where our cousins and shit are at, you know? Just respecting elders, just the idea of respecting elders. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, you know, I don't think, you know, I, I, you know, all of our shit got fucked up with slavery. You know what I'm saying? Like now, you know, that fucked us up. Like, you know, and so, and we were exploited in things that are important to us in our culture in our community that we do got exploited too, you know? Um, and so like, I do think there's a space for that. I'm not saying, you know, I'm, you know, yeah, mostly with elders, I, I think is a thing for me, but not necessarily like, you know, everybody, but I, I do find value in it. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not a person that, I don't think necessarily that we should not say yes, sir, yes, ma'am to people. I think there's space to honor that and also be like, and they them. <laughs> you know, like I think there's it's space for that. You get what I'm saying? In terms of different pronouns. But I I I don't think retaining stuff that's important, honoring your elders, respecting your elders in whatever fashion that is, and however that manifests in your culture, I don't think that's a bad thing, you mm. know, even though it's been influenced by like Western society and all this other bullshit. That makes sense. And all that other, you know, you know, but you know, I'm not saying people don't exploit it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because people exploit it too, and are assholes about it. Um, you know, so I'm not, I'm not trying to say that doesn't happen, and people shouldn't be assholes. But I do think there's a place for it. I guess is what I'm saying. I don't think it's like all day, every day, but I think there's a place for it. Somebody um, told, so I, my video um, on TikTok that I brought this conversation up. Um, somebody stitched it and that just means that they responded with their video. They responded with my video with their video. Come on, technology, come on. Okay. okay. <laughs> and so in their video, uh, <laughs> in their video, she says that her why she doesn't do it, her mom grew up and she had a white little friend, a white little homegirl. Mm. And they grew up together and they were friends and um the race stuff hadn't came up yet you know what i'm saying so it, it wasn't you know nothing older. Uh, not to, of course it comes when they got older but 
growing up, they were besties. They hung out together, went and bought ice cream together. And I think she said her mother was born in the 30s. And so oh, wow. um, so these were they were kids. And so when her daughter had her period, when the what not her daughter, the white girl had her period and was becoming a woman, the the white her white family when mm -hmm. she when the when the black girl would come get her to play like come and say oh can she come outside and play and da, 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 da. they started requiring the black girl to call her ma'am her friend oh wow yeah i believe that Sounds requiring the right. black girl to now now that she's older and not a little girl you have to start mm -hmm. calling now that she don't have her period and she's a woman you have to start calling her miss jilly i'm just making what, up what, that name. what what era is this so she said she was born in the 30s so okay okay if yeah, they're yeah. if they're like 13 so this would have been early 50s That's right oh, yeah. yeah right yeah so this would be like early 50s if, at the latest so if it was like early 30s, then it would be probably like mid 40s. Because mm. they were like whatever period. Sorry, I, mean, I think she said yeah, she was yeah. like 13. So okay. um, so yeah, so she had her period at 13. And once she became a woman, they that the the white women, not the white women, but the, whoever the white adults were in her the white girl's house said that when she came over to the house to ask for her, they now have to call her, she now has to call her miss. Mm -hmm. and ma'am and all her honorific and mm -hmm. so the black girl said you got me fucked up we just not gonna be friends no more <laughs> <laughs> and so that left a bad taste in her mouth with honorifics and so mm -hmm. her raising her children she told her children no once she got grown and had kids she was like no you're not saying that shit that shit's fucking racist and we're not gonna do it so to her and i but i get what you're saying like you're saying that we respected our elders before this motherfucking slavery shit and so yeah. now that slavery happened it ha it has kind of tainted our mind about using them because it's so associated with being exploited by white people saying forcing you to say ma'am mm -hmm. and them calling you and, boys and gals yeah, and shit like that exactly and it depends on like where you live you know you down south you know what i mean people depending on where you live it's more of an issue or not an issue too mm -hmm. like some places it's more comfortable and that's just like the social expectation definitely more so down south than like and i'll say a little bit in the midwest more so than out here on the West Coast, where people are like, "Oh my God, you said hello to me. Why are you even talking to me?" <laughs> like, that's le that's you know legit. I mean? so like, you know, uh, yeah, but you know, but yeah. So, like, why are you waving at this car driving by? Because <laughs> <laughs> so in the like, south, they will wave at your ass quick. Oh, for real? If, oh, like God, when you driving down the road, oh, really? and they walking, they will wave. That's so normal. Oh wow! And they don't even you know, know you. You know, like when I'm in spaces where when I'm in space, when I'm in black spaces, especially with elders and folks are like, especially out here, because I'm just not like it's just very different living somewhere where you're just not around black people every day on the regular. Mm -hmm. That's just different. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like I get, you know, we're my my relationship to honorifics is is very is different than it was when I was somewhere where it's like black people all day. You know, mm -hmm. so when I get around some elders, I'm like, yes, ma'am. No, you know, like, mm -hmm. like it, it feels good, right? You know, to to be respectful it feels good. It feels like home. It feels nostalgic. If you know, I feel that connection. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know um but also at the same time it's like you know so you know i get it's it's complicated you know what i mean because it's also like fuck damn the man but also like I remember Tony elders in some capacity. <laughs> like, yeah, some, some I feel that. I remember ta- Tony Morrison was telling her story about uh, Muhammad Ali, and she was like, she remember being in the room with him, and because she was a woman, he didn't really respect her. Like because mm-hmm. he he was like, you know, she would say something, she would ignore, he would ignore what she said, and so oh. she remembers she had read something about him being raised by his grandmother or something of that nature. And so yeah. she said, I'm going to try something different this next day that I got to work with him because she did his bi- autobiography. And yeah. so she came into the space and she immediately put on a uh, older woman tone. She was like, um, um, Ali, get your feet off that thing and unfold your arm while these people are trying to right. talk to you. And once, and once she did that, he immediately stood up and started respecting her saying yes ma'am and blah 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 blah. he started Mm -hmm. to see her as an older woman like this is an older woman here that i need to respect Mm -hmm. and i don't know that's i get it but it feels problematic you shouldn't you should respect women period (laughs) like you should be respectful because you're in the space of business all adults in here not just because they old another responder said that she was like, she does it because the old heads eat that shit up. That was literally her 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 quote. She was like, the old people eat that shit up. If you want to get something out of old people, you need yeah. to say yes, ma'am, yes, sir, because it will make them like you. It will make them think that you are was raised right. You could be trying to steal their money. <laughs> but because you are saying yes, ma'am, and no, sir, it puts you in a position where they think that you are respectful to your elders. And so she used it as a tool of manipulation because she knew old people mm-hmm. <laughs> ate it up. And so she was like, yeah. and she said the same yeah. thing. She's like, just like when you go talk to a judge or when you go talk to um, in an interview, when you say that kind of um, yes, ma'am, no, sir, she says they ate it up. And so it, it, it she loves it. And I think it's weird. I don't like it. When I used to hire people, I would tell them, don't call me, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's different, I think there's different, you know, spaces. I don't think it's, in, for me personally, I don't think it's necessary in every space. Like, I'm not going to be at my job talking about, yes, sir, no, you know, man, you know, uh-uh, no, 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 no. But like, I will say, honestly, I remember when I first went to college and the professor, the first professor I had that said, oh, just call me, just call me by my first name. And I was like, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I was real hesitant. I was like, I don't come from that. In my community, we don't do that in my community. I don't like it when people call me ma'am in those kind of uh, subordinate, bossy kind of roles. Don't yes. call me ma'am. We yes. probably be equal. Yes. I don't like yes. that. 1,000. 1,000. Yeah. I don't like it. That shit is weird. Um, I do think it's cute for the older, for the elders who are into it. But I 1000% am on the same page with you. When you talk about like the power dynamics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so weird. So let me know what y'all think. Um, (laughs) Let me know what y'all think about honorifics. Is it antiquated? 
Are you teaching your children? Wait, I know one more question that I wanted to ask you. If you have children, if you ever do, if you want to, um, are you going to raise your children to do the honorifics? Um, no, I mean, I think probably for like elders, you know, mm -hmm. I think I would put it, I would content put it in the context for like, you know, when you talk to, you know, grandpa, Paul or whoever the fuck, you know, who's like 80 or something like, I'm gonna need you to, you know, but that's when you talk to, to them, right? Like, that's not something you got to do with everybody. Because yes, and a clear yes and no is not enough. Exactly. And I also okay. grew up with, you know, you couldn't, uh, sorry, you can't say, um, or, you know, stuff yeah, like that. You know. you know, like you said, to be clear when you're, when you're speaking, you know? Yeah. Or okay. like that. My dad would be really upset right now. He hates when I do that. You know? You know what? <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> yeah, I if I doubt that I have children, but if I have children, <laughs> no, it's not gonna happen. Um, I'm not gonna be in the mamma, no, sir. You I'm yeah. trying to you have to be very clear. <laughs> you have to be clear in your yes and your no. Ain't no gonna be yeah, yeah huh? What and mm -hmm. uh uh sure uh -uh. no not uh -uh. that shit but but yeah, yeah you can give me yes and no um that's gonna be my rules so audience tell us what y'all think how are you raising your children if you have children how are you um how do you feel about it if you grew up with it if you didn't grow up with it how do you feel about it hashtag march this way <laughs> that part yeah. All right, so Jay, tell me what has been bringing you euphoria this week. Um, what's bringing me euphoria this week is I got to have a little moment with my dad. You know what I'm saying? I was making some black eyed peas. I uh, I told you sometimes I go to this food bank near my crib. Uh, shout out to Food Not Bombs, and um, you know we get very good product produce and organic ass shit and meats and stuff. So they had some turkey neck and some turkey wings. And I have some black eyed peas. And so my dad is a really, he's a, he's a bean man. You know, he'll make, he'll make a pot of peas. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Make pinto beans, you know, black eyed peas, butter bean, like he good for that, but he likes turkey necks and shit. So I called him and asked him, you know, just, you know, get some tips on how to, how to make it. And we had a little moment. So he was breaking it down for me. You know what I'm saying? He was like, you know what I do like this. And so that's bringing me euphoria this week. And, and my peas came out great. You know what I'm saying? um and i didn't fuck up my rice this time so like that's a victory i'm really bad at making rice <laughs> like <laughs> even in the instant pot like i still be fucking it up for somehow somehow and so today my peas came out good my rice came out good my greens came out good i might make some salmon patties tomorrow yeah. and it all came out good and so yeah so that's that's bringing me for this week so i got i got the recipe on lock now you know oh. what about yourself what's bringing you for you this week oh gosh um i went to this restaurant called um blanco's tequila blanco's tequila and tacos i think it's called blanco's tequila and tacos in the galleria area it's like a fancy mexican joint 
um, little upscale, got the little ambiance, great for a date night or whatever. But I go in there by myself because, you know, I am single and sometimes I go take myself out on dates and have a great time. And I get literally get dressed up like I'm going on a date. And so I get dressed up. I'm looking fly as shit. And I go into this restaurant and um, I'm standing there waiting to be seated because it's, a um, you know, you got to get put your name on a, the waiting list or whatever. And I come in. Now, mind you, I'm looking fly as fuck. I got I heels okay. on okay. I'm, I makeup. I'm okay. I, I'm feeling like that bitch. So I'm coming okay. in and the lady sits me down. And mm. I'm ordering my food or whatever. And at the wait, uh, not my waiter, but another waiter, she comes across me and she was like, are you waiting on somebody? And I say, um, no. And she was like, you just here by yourself? And I was like, um, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to, bitch, where you going with this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, she was like, that is dope as fuck. Um, she was like, you Aww. just, you get dressed up and just come out. And I was like, oh yeah, that's what I do. And she was like, um, can I ask you, are you in a relationship? And I was like, no. And so now I'm like, where is this going? Like, what's, what's about to happen? And for right. the first time in my life that I know of, this woman hits on me. Oh. And I'm like, uh, must be a bad bitch today. Uh, I must be a bad bitch today. I must really be a bad bitch today. If honey, the she done tried. I ain't never uh, had no woman all, all in, this way, uh. in this way, in this way, try to holler at me. I was like, you know, of course, you know, people are sliding my DMs or whatever on, you know, after we got acquainted or whatever. I don't have that. Yeah. But I'm talking about just some stranger coming up to me like a nigga would and be like, damn, you fine. Yeah. What's up? Da, da, da. I had never had that. I did give her my number. Hey. Did give her my number. Um, her conversation was boring, so it didn't go nowhere. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I felt like it's a win in the right direction. So yes. that get that moment that was new that I had never had. Yeah. Was my euphoria today? I was like, oh, I must be a bad bitch. I done, I done crossed the gender lines, honey. <laughs> That's right. I'm pulling the, I'm pulling everybody. <laughs> oh, I still I got it. <laughs> Better go ahead then. <laughs> so, so yes, I think we have done a show. And so, what is bringing y'all euphoria this week? What is what is making y'all happy and joyful and not giving y'all anxiety? What is creating yeah, glimmers? Yeah. What is creating glimmers for you? What is positive? What is bringing you joy in life? Have joy. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag Marsha's Play, and we'll see y'all next week. Wait, before we go, we got to tell them about Mia because that's just what it is. So Mia decided to leave the show. Um, her words were she wanted to pour into herself nothing negative happened we, we just came back from christmas break <laughs> and um we, the first time we recorded she that's the message that she sent us and 
gotta respect taking you care gotta, of yourself. You gotta respect taking care of yourself. And she wants to pour into herself. And so she is no longer gonna be on the podcast. And me and Jay have decided to just go ahead with this thing with just us. Um, we might bring some people, somebody else on. We might not, but right now we cool with where it's at now. And yeah, we'll be on the lookout, but we also will just be enjoying the duo. And so that's why you see um why you don't see mia so that's the that's the tea and we wish her whatever she does next we was we hope that it is amazing because we love mia and we hope that she you know finds whatever she's getting into and finds joy in it and you know whatever endeavors that she moves on to and so yeah so anyway yeah hashtag marcia's plate let us know what you um and shout out to mia make sure you hit her up and let her know that you love her um and so yeah we will see y'all next week all right. Bye-bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be alright. Oh, don't you worry about a thing. Baby, it's a thing.